0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Angie, I want to talk to you about some of the uh, national headlines and you know news items that I've come across over the last week or so and uh, some stories as well and see if this is happening in our local market here in the Triangle and the surrounding communities. I know you're so good at this, taking, yeah, okay, national trends are this, but what's really happening locally? Because ultimately, we don't really care about what's happening in Albuquerque if uh, if it's very sure. different from what's happening in, in Raleigh and Durham and Fuquay Verena and that kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, depending on where you plan to move and where you plan to live, you need to know what's happening in that localized market. So let's talk about the triangle, right?
0: Let's do it. So one thing I came across was actually something I think we had an email question about maybe a year or two ago about a seller wondering if they should do their own inspections before, you know, the buyers come in and do their own inspections. And I think at the time, if I remember correctly, Angie, you were like, well, people don't really, that's not very standard. The buyers are still going to want to do their own inspection. Sure, it might allow you to head some things off at the pass, but it's just not really common, not really needed. But uh, this article or or news story I came across last week says that uh, it's reported now to save negotiating time and money that sellers are getting their own inspections so that things can get sorted out before an offer is even accepted. In order to one speed up transactions, and and two, I guess the second point, then buyers are waiving those inspection contingencies, so then mm-hmm. people feel more confident that they're going to be able to get to the finish line and not have any snags. So, are we seeing this happen a little bit more often now in this market?
1: You know, I wouldn't say that we are. I mean, I definitely see it. Um, I think it's really firm specific, I would say. I see that some real estate agents highly advise it. Other ones say, eh, you know what? I would hold off, allow that to be a buyer expense. You know, there's a fine line. You you just have to be careful. You get the inspection completed. Now those items become material facts, right? So unless you go and you start completing or taking care of all of those potential issues, you would need to disclose those items. Or at least if the agent gets wind of it, they would need to disclose. And of course, if you have this inspection, this pre inspection, the point of it is to share it with the client to make them or the potential buyer to make them feel at ease with moving forward with an offer. But again, if you have outstanding issues that you did not take care of, well it kind of is defeating the purpose. So we personally, we still leave that more in the buyer's hands. So whenever it comes to representing a seller, we actually say, hang tight, don't spend your money. A lot of times buyers feel like sellers are liars and they won't trust you anyways. So they will still go and get their own (laughs) inspections. But also, you know, there can be a list of items that fall on that inspection report and if you don't fix everything well now we have to have the conversation of which of these items are material facts and do we need to disclose them so and i also i i don't want our sellers spending more money than what's needed for example in today's market you know we're seeing a lot of offers that are as is sales so that means you know you actually could save money by not having an inspection completed up front and not spending money on fixing those items because the buyer was planning on taking on that risk anyways. So, I wouldn't say that we're really seeing it all that often that sellers are getting inspections or pre-inspections completed.
0: Okay. And and even if it happens, it's really going to be a case by case basis if it's something that in that narrow scope would make sense, but yeah, lo- locally yeah. not seeing that become a major trend at the moment.
1: I agree. Yeah. You know, I I do see sellers where they're concerned like, you know, I'm just not even sure we haven't, maybe we haven't lived in this home or, you know, we just, we've been in this home for quite some time. I'm just scared of there being, you know, some hiccups that we weren't, you know, planning for. So they decide to go ahead and get a pre-inspection completed. But I would say, you know, majority of our sellers do not.
0: Okay, very good. That's putting that national perspective into uh, through the local lens. And uh, let's do it again here, Angie. Um, this was an interesting headline. Young adults are dominating the market. And uh, the National Association of Realtors made it sound like this is a really big deal. They said it, it's happening. The shift of older generations sort of dominating the moves of the housing market has now taken place and that millennials and even Gen Z they're now participating in buying homes and uh, getting into the market and so the the big shift here is that now you know market decisions and what drives the market is now being driven by another generation have you seen that in a lot of the clients that you work with is it uh, becoming a younger and younger demographic
1: i do feel that way and i i feel that um in a sense that they realize that renting is probably not the smartest thing when it comes to you know looking at saving money per se, and keeping money in your pocket because rental rates continue to increase. So why not put that money towards a mortgage instead of paying someone else's mortgage? Also in the market that we're in, um, you know, someone who already has a home and is comfortable in their home. We're seeing that they're just deciding to stay. So I would say that we're seeing a lot more first-time home buyers right now in the market, especially with amazing interest rates. They would love to capitalize on that. Uh, their buying power is more because the interest rates are lower. So yes, we are seeing a lot of young adults you know, dominating the market right now. On the flip side, though, we're also seeing those that have all cash dominating the market as well, especially when it comes to multiple offers. You know, those cash buyers, they definitely, they definitely are winning. So it can be tough sometimes when, you know, financing is your only option. Maybe you don't have as much money down. It could be a little bit tougher for you in this market. But, you know, we're helping first-time home buyers all the time. You know, those young professionals, uh, we are helping them with winning offers. So there's a home out there for everyone, guys.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. But uh, interesting to see the demographics are indeed starting to shift, just a little bit. All right, this is another one we often talk about: mortgage rates here, Angie and. You know, Usually the trend has been how they're going down, all-time lows. Well, we're finally starting to see things creep back up a little bit, maybe. Some mortgage increases going up a tiny bit. And the effect that uh, this you know sort of national takeaway proposed was that buyers who have been on the sidelines are now coming out of the woodwork because they've just been kind of dragging their feet a little bit, not being very motivated to buy. And now that the interest rates are going up, they're going to miss out on, you know, being able to buy at historic lows. And so now more and more buyers already coming into a crowded market as they want to now act fast on buying a home to still lock in these relatively low rates
1: yep yeah, we're seeing that here in the triangle as well you know i think everyone they you just any person in general they wait for the lowest interest or the interest rates to hit the very lowest right and they wait to sell when they feel like the market has now peaked but you can never time that perfectly right so i think we have seen the very lows of lows of interest rates and uh now that those have slowly started to creep up and remember guys Interest rates are still very low. I mean, they're just over 3% right now. I mean, you cannot beat that. So, but now that they have started to go, you know, in the positive direction, we are seeing more and more buyers come out of the woodworks and say, you know what, I better hop on this train. Take advantage of these low interest rates and buy now. So um, it's created, yes, more of a stir in our market.
0: Yeah, it's a great point, Angie. And uh, interesting to see. I wonder how fast and far those rates will creep up. Um, something we can, that's always difficult to predict. You know, people have tried many times over the last uh, couple of years saying, all right, now they're going up. They're never going to come back down. And we've seen them get beaten back down before. <laughs> so we'll see how it plays out this time. But definitely a few people reacting a little bit more, I think, to the increase this time around. Uh, Trulia, which, uh, you know, popular online um, real estate website, uh, its co-founder Pete Flint told an audience at an industry event earlier this week that we're never going back to normal in real estate. But he does see it as a good thing because of the digitization that has happened in the industry. Uh, What he sees is the removal of several points of friction that used to exist during the buying a home transaction process. Do you agree? Do you feel like over this last year we've seen some improvements in that realm and that these changes are here to stay?
1: So, I mean, I I would say I agree in some stance. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that the overall process has changed or gotten easier per se. I would just say that the overall buyer and seller's maybe expectations have changed just a bit. For example, we're seeing a lot more buyers that are open to making sight unseen offers and that all is because of just the market that we're currently in if they don't hop on a home quickly make an offer they lose out Um, i know personally for an investment property we're set to close on you know we made an offer sight unseen we didn't have time to drive two and a half hours to go take a look at the property it would have been gone so um, i would just say that overall the process is changing in that sense Um, but we still have our standard paperwork, so we still have our standard contract. So the process is the same. But I, again, I would just say the expectations of the clients have changed just a tad bit. And they realize that they need to be quick to move and jump on a property or make an offer if it's a home that they love.
0: Yeah, that's really big, and um, I think it's interesting. Just to, you know, the technological, the digitization goes even beyond this, right? Like just with the improvements in technology of um, walkthrough, through, it allows home tours, us, yeah, know,
1: it allows drones, clients to make you know, those, those offers. Kinds of things. Right, right. It it allows mm-hmm. clients to feel that sense of, you know, get that that reassurance and that sense of just calmness. That you know what. I can see that home for the most part online i know when we made for example the offer on that investment property you know what the pictures they did justice right i mean there was enough pictures there was enough details online that i could see and then there was also a very completed like mls sheet so i could see all the dimensions you know there was enough stuff virtually and online to where we felt comfortable moving forward. So yes, the internet technology it has created that for you know the home buyer um, to allow them to feel that sense of okay, we can move forward. We don't have to you know place our hands on the property per se in order to move forward and feel comfortable and confident. So yes, I mean technology has done that for the real estate market.
0: All right, one last uh, headline to run by you here, Angie. Um, first time home buyers having it easier. Than repeat customers. This would go against the grain, uh, a little bit different from maybe the normal assumption here. But there was an article that argued that first time home buyers have typically less contingencies attached to their offers and often have access to more financing programs than repeat buyers do. And for those reasons, they were kind of proposing that it's actually easier to be a first time home buyer these days than it is to be on your second or third home purchase.
1: You know, I'm going to agree with this. If you are an individual where you need to sell in order to purchase, it's kind of a catch-22, right? Because most people do not care to put their home on the market with nowhere to go. And with it being a very, very strong seller's market, you put your home on the market, you might have it sold before you find a home to move into. Um, And so, yes, a first-time home buyer who has no obligations, no home to sell, you know, they have, like you said, probably more options for financing different programs that would work towards their benefit. There's not a home sale that's holding them back. So then there's, of course, no contingencies there, which would then entail make their offer more appealing to a seller. So, you know, with repeat buyers, not everyone is in that same position where they must sell in order to buy and to qualify for maybe a new mortgage, but that is something that might be holding back a lot of move up buyers or second or third time home buyers is that sale, selling too fast without finding inventory, you know, because there's not as much inventory availability.
0: That's interesting. I thought you would have disagreed with that one, but uh... But very, very interesting to hear that uh, not yeah. necessarily the case. Yeah, first time home buyers, good time for you. Uh, maybe it just is. the it st- is. still the funds, maybe they don't have as much saved up in the funds or home equity to tap into and those kinds of things. But because of so many p- it, programs yeah. out there, it's helpful.
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends. And a lot of first time home buyers, I mean, they have cash at hand too. You know, I've seen some, you know, a lot of first time home buyers that, you know, are young professionals. Maybe they're later in their years, they've saved up money. You know, I, I've even seen first time home buyers paying cash. So, I think we... Psychologically, we immediately think of first-time home buyers, and we think of someone who just turned twenty-one. Yes, um, and that's definitely. not the case, right? Mm-hmm. I know I purchased my first home when I was, I think, twenty-eight. Um, so I would say a little bit later. And I'm even seeing people in the thirties purchasing their first home. Um, well, you know, you actually make so, a great
0: point because how many articles and conversations have we had over the last couple of years about how oh, millennials just aren't buying homes? They're staying home. They're not moving. They're not doing this mm-hmm. and that. They're saving. Well, they saved up, and now yeah, the first-time yeah. home buyers are maybe more competitive than they used to be back in the day because they've waited longer to jump into that first home and accumulated cash a little longer. So we're starting to see that come to fruition now, It sounds like. Yep, exactly. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com